and welcome to the Haunted Minds Anthologies from the fucked up minds of the Scrapbook Universe. We're here to give you a full month of scary, spooky shit to keep your butthole tight. Stay with us and we are going to try to terrify you. And welcome back to the Scrapbook Haunted Minds Anthologies. Uh, this is your boy Pat. This is your boy Jody. Hello. And uh, we're here to give you a little something, a little something spooky, hopefully. Um, so what I'm, we're going with today is a story about a man, or what, what we perceive as a man in the beginning, at a circus in New York in 1865. It's a freak show, essentially. And it starts, in my head, the story starts with the ringmaster calling people in. For all of the freak shows, seventh wonder of the world, fifth wonder of the world, and you get, you get the woman with the beard, you get the dude that can take a a, a bowling ball, a bowling ball to the tummy. Yeah, you feel me, Homer Simpson. You get all of these <laughs> cannonball, by the way, yeah, cannonball, yeah, yeah. Right. and cuz lived long. Yeah, that fool was crazy. And then you get the smallest person, you get the tallest person exactly. in the world, and all you hear is. Come one, come all yes. to see the ninth wonder of the world. Let it amaze you. Let it astound you. The beast from Europe, or, or or the yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly, bro. Uh, some say is he's human. Some say he's beast. But see for yourself who you see before your eyes. And some woman walks past with her husband, and she's like, "Do you want to see beast?" He's like, "It's not real, honey." He's like, "I can bet you a ticket it is." Ah, yes. And, and those like, are the, cup, the couple that walk into the viewing. Uh-huh. They take that bet. And he's just like, uh, anybody else will take me up on my word. And then the line starts to you form. You get a few people, like, and because it's that machismo of, of men in that time to be like, nothing's going to scare me. I exactly. work in the mines. Yep. I see death all the time. We keep a parakeet just to make sure it dies before we do. Yep. And so they lead this couple in. And it's, it's a semi-full room. But it's dark, real dim, candlelit. Real, real dim. I'd say maybe a a, a thirty seater. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. This is a comedy store, but for freaks. Yep. You know what I mean? So it, it opens up around a stage, but nothing, nobody's behind him. He comes out from there, and uh, you see a chair sitting there. You know, and there's nobody on it yet. And uh, the ringmaster comes in and he's like. Thank you, everybody, for joining us. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Now open your mind to horrors and, and to uh, suspend suspend belief and believe in what you see and hear. And people are just like, like people are like murmuring and shit. And he's just like, there is a beast from Europe that has made it to our shores, and he is here to tell you his tale. Now, please, I'm, I, I remind you. Don't look this creature in the eye. And then, you know, you hear guys going, Right, and do not say a word out of turn. Yeah. For I cannot contain the beast that is behind this curtain. And all the while, you hear violin playing the entire Mm -hmm. time. And and you're just being just like, oh, I thought this was just seating and shit. And then you see a a light from behind, um, behind the curtain. And then you see just like this outline. Just from the waist up outline mm-hmm. of just this, it just it looks like a puppet just playing this violin just ever so gently. Then the light shuts off, 
That's the brightest light there, by the way. Mm-hmm. And here, and then emerges. The yes. You don't see it because it's so dark in there. He moves so smoothly. Yeah. You don't even hear his footsteps. And you don't notice any of the extremities on him yet. Yeah, exactly. You're seeing mainly a torso and a shadowed figure sitting in a chair. Yeah, it, it's just like this this dark blob just floats to a seat. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a seat and then it just opens up ever so dimly of a light that shines right on him. Well, a little bit askew. Then he'll begin. And it's it's everybody everybody is kinda like shuffling from the from the from the music stopping and then somebody's in the chair. Mm-hmm. And you kinda hear like a rogue a, a, a low growl or grumble, like a like a, a guttural sound. Yeah. And it catches everybody's attention. Everybody looks up at the chair. And he starts off and cuz got the, the voice of the devil as far as deep yeah. goes. He has a very thick, thick, thick accent and very thick deep. Thick French accent. Yes. French, Eastern European. I want to go with French just because it's closer to the area that I want him to be in. And it's more romantic, I think. Exactly. And yeah. so... You, like everybody knows, the English accent, you can talk bitch out her panties in that way, but French say the same accent. thing, say the same thing in English, and they're just like calling the cops. Yeah. So, um, he starts out with uh, sixteen eighty two is when I was born, and he's and then he he's going over his childhood, but people are like, it's eighteen sixty five. There's no way you were born, and so he immediately starts to get those like murmurs in the crowd. But nobody's brave enough because of how unsettled they are by his voice mm-hmm. to speak out. Exactly. And then he goes into a romanticized tale of his his mother not being able to provide milk when he was young, and that a wolf in the forest near them he he suckled off of her teat, right? And he would they were ostracized by the community. One because she was a a woman that couldn't provide for her child. Which basically back then meant you were worthless, mm-hmm. right? Husbands nowhere to be seen. So he grows up not being able to socialize or or speak with anybody because he is that that kid in the village who drinks wolf milk. Yeah. And the fact that the wolves are still dangerous to everybody else. Yes. And so his mother is just. She's a real one. She she's about she's about him more than anything else, more than her public perception. Completely smitten by she, his. She loves him to death, but yeah. there is moments in his life, as he tells you, that he is a monster, mm. and that he has I wouldn't say abilities, but he has a he has a how would you say this? I guess you would call it physical abilities, but it's based on how he's built. Well, well, let that come with the stories. Okay. Let that okay. come with the stories as you tell it. Then they can gain, like, he has something that a regular person doesn't have. Exactly. And you so I mean? I'm thinking maybe one night his mom is out, you know, fetching water from a well or something. And she hears, like, a low growl and turns around. She sees the glimmer of his eyes in the dark, like a cat's eyes. Mm. And she's like... Francis, Francis, and he, he, 
the eyes move like he's floating. And he comes up in the dark and he's like four years old. And she's like, were you? And in the back of her mind, she realizes this is not something I can show the city. Yeah. Once they find out that he had, like, anybody in the dark knows humans don't have their reflective shit like cats. But even back then, they just perceived that as you being a demon. And until until him, they didn't have stories like this. Yeah. And so uh, I would believe that as he's telling this story, the women in the crowd become a little bit, uh, I wouldn't say smitten yet, but I would say. They start to feel sorry for him. They start to feel sorry. And they're like, yeah. he loved his mother so much. He loved yeah. his mother. And she loved him so much. And the dudes are like, come on, he's 200 years old. You're telling me he's 200 years old. Yeah. Okay. And, and uh, how he would describe his father, he liked uh, more uh, liquor than he did our company. Mm-hmm. You know and so I mean? he, he didn't play a part in and the upbringing. And especially once the, once he saw the kid, he was like, this isn't my kid. Yeah. Kind of like the first motherfucker to be like, let me see papers. You, you got you got a, uh, <laughs> you got a test? This ain't mm-hmm. my kid. Look at his legs. And, and the more, like growing up with Francis, growing up with his mother, mm-hmm. he would invite her to go howl at the moon at night. And she didn't, she never joined him, but, but she she'd, would always, him. she'd always give him a kiss and before she, he left. So like, like she kind of accepted who she, he was, but he wouldn't, she wouldn't indulge in indulge it. Because that's not her. Okay. But she does love him though. Father father is kind of testy about it and completely withdraws at a certain point. Yeah, when completely. He, he scares... The father is scared of the boy at a certain point. And, and that goes the day, like, um, on, in which he raised his hand to his mother. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his what I was dad, thinking. His dad raised his hand to his mother, and Francis stopped that completely. Like, he, he doesn't tell his height. He doesn't tell, but he grabbed his dad's arm and looked him right in his eyes. And warned him, if you ever put your hands on my mother again, I will eat your heart. And, yeah, okay, okay. And so, yeah, yeah, I like that. I like that. I like that. But, ooh, that's good. Okay, and so at this point, the father leaves the house. Mm. Completely, like, leaves in some sort of fashion that's just like, I, he left with a next-door neighbor or my mom's sister or some shit like that. Just to, to drive in the this can't be true type of thing. You know what I mean? He completely left for another family. You know what I mean? I didn't never, I never, he was always up. cheating. Yeah. Yeah. He was always cheating. So he, so he's just like, I'll just go with this family. He doesn't have a, a fucking re- like dumb kid that is a freak. He's a fucking freak. And he's hearing this, this word vomit from his father because right. he's always drinking, coming home being like, you know, he plays in the dark. He howls at the moon. What do we look like to this town? What do we look like? Why do you Why do you show him love? He isn't one of us. Do you think what he does at night we don't hear? And he's going out at night doing doing werewolf shit, dog. He's, yeah. he's going out chasing things. Sometimes Running, he, just running. Yeah. Just for miles and miles. And coming home with, with scratches because he's been running through the woods at full speed. Mm-hmm. He never wears shoes. Yep. And so his father is is trying to understand him, but he's kind of scared of him. But yeah. like most things in human nature, when you're scared of it, you show it aggression. 
Exactly. You, I got to bow up on you for you bow up on me because I'm scared of you. Yeah. The night when he goes to hit his wife, he's like, yo, I will eat your fucking heart. Because, like, I believe you. Francis says to his dad. His Francis dad. says to his dad, yep. I will eat your fucking heart. He leaves right after that as I believe when he starts to realize that he is set apart from the group and that his mother can only do so much for him. Yeah, absolutely. And also... And not like he's, like, distancing himself, distancing himself from his mom, but more like, I know what this brings with it because I just lost my father. Like, I already lost him. He wasn't very present anyways. But if a man that can, you know, be half of why I'm here can walk away once he sees the animal in me, what is everybody else going to do when they see it? Yeah. And his mom tried to pacify him with stories of why he's so big or why he's so this or that. He's like, honey, you don't ever wear your shoes. That's why they grow so big. And and you go without a shirt and your britches. That's why you've grown so tall. You have nothing to contain you, and your heart is so big. It's so big, and that's and that's, that's why, why that's why you are the way you are, honey. Yeah, and and she's saying this like she's saying this while he's crying about why he can't talk with anybody, why he can't do things, yeah. why he's different. How old would you say he is at this point in time? Eleven. Mm, okay, I like that. Like before puberty, but like people are taking it as puberty but he's the size of a damn near a full-grown man yeah at 11 that's very odd exactly he looked his dad square in the eye not look up not look down but right in his eye proportionately i would say his limbs are longer than they should be like his arms hang around maybe like his kneecaps a little bit lower than his kneecaps and his hands are the size of a fucking grown-ass man at 11 his feet are kind of distended and he 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 doesn't like to sleep because of the pain. Yeah, so he just the stays pain of out. Growth. And the and the cool air relaxes his body. Mm-hmm. That's why he likes sleeping outside more than anything. And I want so like at the age of thirteen is when his mom dies, mm-hmm. and she dies of she dies of uh, I want to say natural causes, nothing crazy, you know what I mean? Something she couldn't control herself. And she, and he finds her. green or something, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, like a cough. You yeah. know what I mean? The 1600s. You sneeze in the 1600s, you were dead. And he takes that and he doesn't, he's completely lost as to where he goes. And she's left him with a few things. And, and that's why he's so into poetry, is that she was into that. She would so, read him sonnets. So she read him sonnets. He, he shakes. Shakespeare was in the 1500s, right? 1400 or something like I that? I believe so. All right, so he's reading Shakespeare. Yeah. He's reading. He's reading all of these great, you know, nigga, like all of the people that wrote poetry for that time. Mm-hmm. And honestly, nigga, I read Frankenstein's uh, by Shelby. By Shelby, that whole thing is a poem. Yeah, it's completely dense, and he the, understands everything. The way they fucking wrote back then, it was all a poem. Yeah, Edgar Allan Poe, that shit is just. You could like... talk a bitch right out her britches. <laughs> by just reading or speaking the way that they speak. Yeah. It, it was crazy good. So that's what he leans on when he leaves. And that's his last piece to reality. And that's why he can woo women even with his physical presence. Yeah, because his mom taught him how to read and write. Because mm-hmm. she knew how to read. Back then it was just like, a, you're a woman, you know how to read type of thing. Mm-hmm. 
And she taught him, and she taught him to understand words, mm-hmm. not just say them. And that's why his presence is his presence that he has today, is because what he says, he knows exactly. And it's not just uh, mimicry; yep. like he's not just mimicking what he's heard. He's making his own things. Mm-hmm. So soon after he he leaves his house, his home, mm-hmm. he, he's found outside of the library how about when when his mom passes he goes through a a short period where he goes back to the wolf Mm, i like that i like that and 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 he's just running with the wolf and that gives him that sense of uh mother again Mm, yeah okay and so it, there could be like a clip of it where he's like sitting there way bigger he's way bigger in the clothes than he should be they don't fit him. They're not tailor-made for him. Mm-hmm. So he has four inches after his his uh, his cuffling. He's got four inches before his feet. And you see him sitting on like a rock while you see a wolf in the background running around. And he's reading. He's like hands are over a book and he's reading the book. Yeah. And he's just, he's in the darkness of the moonlight. And you just see his eyes glimmering as he's like reading the book. Following the words and shit. Yeah. Everywhere. Yeah. And you can see that. And so it gives you that sense that. His mother is still with him because the book is there. Yeah. But now he's with this other mother who is the beast. You mm-hmm. know? Exactly. And then I'd say he kills a few people. Yeah. So uh, I want to find him at the library mm-hmm. more and more and shit like that. Where he sleeps some days on the winter when it's raining and shit. He's sleeping in the library and the librarian's cool with that. Mm-hmm. Librarian's okay with that. She's yeah. a little off-put by his size. He is growing into something that, like, he doesn't fit none of his clothes anymore. Yeah, but she Hair. sees that he needs something. And that and he's she... not crazy. Yeah. He, he He's a very intelligent man. Exactly. And um, and he's he's found himself. Um, how would you think about him, like, working? I would, I would say... He doesn't work because he goes to eating shit he can catch. Mm. After being with the his mother, his mother wolf. Yeah, maybe he starts eating like raw he, shit, raw, yeah, raw, yeah. raw shit that he can catch. Fish and fucking rabbits. And- exactly, and that's what breeds that legend of the monster. And he maybe doesn't commit all of the murders that they think he does. Yeah, but because of the fact that people are like. He, he's a monster. I saw him eating fish directly out of the fucking river. Yeah, and it was clear some lunatics were out there at the same time, mm-hmm. which he explains that well, some were me, some were not me, but he's vague about it. Mm-hmm. But he goes in from that, and, you know, maybe there were five or six people he, that were killed, and he was like, some were me, some were not. And he doesn't tell you who, who exactly. it was. Exactly. But that, him being at that river catching the fish, that's where he found, finds his first love. Mm-hmm. That's outside of his mother, and it was this woman named Lindsay, right? And she was fishing by herself, and and was humming to herself. And, and that caught his ear. And they caught his ear because he started to hum with her, and he didn't want to approach her because he knows. Once you see me, it's a exactly it's a bit to process. And I want to say he's behind the tree, so the the river the river goes like this. She's at the corner of the river, okay. right? He's behind humming with her, and then she starts to sing, 
and he starts to sing and it's like this deep alto and she just looks and turns and he dips from behind the tree he dips his, behind the tree his hand is on the side of the tree and you see yeah. it pull back and the fingers are just like yo yeah she's like he's like stranger you're gonna come out and finish this sonnet with me and he's just like I cannot step out from where I am at I might frighten you and she's like I've seen many things in my day and believe me a large man does not frighten me. And he just like, bet. And I would like for you not to see him ever. You just see the reactions yeah. of, of the women or the people that see him. And he takes a step and her eyes go from where your chest would be. And she looks up and she's like, you're not so bad. And and that he's just like, oh, I've never met a, you know what I mean? A woman just as, just as Lindsay. She's she she smelled like you know what I mean fresh grass in the morning, her skin felt like silk, and this and that, and it put a smile on his face. And there you see in the darkness you see like his Canine. slightly yellow but white teeth, and it and his smile reaches far back, way further back in the yeah. Shape. And she's like, "Fuck." Okay, take it. She's having this conversation with him, and he's so enticing. His words are so inviting yeah. that she stays out longer than she should. Yep. Goes home. Father is like, where have you been? And he can tell that she comes back with like a little bit of pep in her step. And she's like, he's like, where have you been? And he's like, there's, there's a murderer running around. You can't be out doing this shit. And she's like, oh, father, you know, you, you speak so, you know outright about things you've never seen yeah you speak so confidently about something you do not know and he's like hmm and so she goes to go out again at night to that same creek this nigga gets like he follows her maybe and and he's and he fucking sees he sees her and she's calling for him and you see a glimmer of light behind him, stalking him. Mm. And he's like, who is she out here to see? And you just see a flash of teeth and death. And then homeboy steps out and he's like, maiden, you know, sweet maiden. And he has a little bit of blood on his, on his shit. And she, it was on there the day before, you know? He does have to eat, so she takes it as nothing. Yeah. And then when she goes home the next day, she's like, Father? And he's missing. Mm. And she's like, where? And she sees that he, uh, his his uh, axe is gone or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. Something that he doesn't walk into the woods without. Mm. And she's just like, okay. Or oh, is the axe still there? No, because I think that he is a man of... Uh, what do you call that shit? A creature of habit. Habit, where it's like I could be drunk off my ass, I could be sleepwalking, but I'm taking I'm, this axe. I'm with taking me. this axe with me, and so the axe is gone. So she's like, he's out in the woods. Maybe he's hunting. Yeah. And she goes out to look for him, and she finds uh, pieces of him. Mm. And a monster has ripped him. Like it, this isn't a bear. This isn't a. This is fucking something that deliberately tore him apart. Yeah. And so 
while she's doing that, it's gotten later in the evening, and you see that same glimmer, and it's him peeking around the peeking around a tree from a distance, looking at her. And uh, mm -hmm. the the realization is that like that was the mother wolf that did that to him. Yeah, it, not what, him. it, it wasn't him. But when he, he goes to speak to yeah. her, mm -hmm. she's like, "Did you kill my father?" And he was like, "I apologize." Um, I'm not the only beast in these woods, you know. I don't, I, I don't, I don't kill unless I need to. And she's like, "Did you kill my father?" And she's like holding like you know, a broken piece of his fucking axe. And he's like, "No." And he goes to do this, and you see his hands, and she's just like, "Is that my father's blood?" And she's like, "Leave you beast, leave, leave. You were everything that that they said you were." And she puts all of it on him at that point. Mm. And she's like, you're, you're the devil incarnate. You're, you're, I can't believe I ever thought that you were human. And he like pulls back and he's like, oh, fuck. And that last attachment that he had to, to humanity after losing his mother has now taken him as a beast that he isn't yet, yet. Mm. Well, I, I like that. Um, peep this you can keep this shit keep it the way you are but what if she doesn't show anger towards him but she shows such remorse just like her mother and the librarian just like his mother Francis' mother and the librarian as to if he says what he says then it's the truth mm -hmm. but one thing that is for certain is that her dad is gone and mm -hmm. there's a search party for my dad and if they find you they're going to fucking kill you. So, so maybe it's like in the middle of, in, instead of anger, and instead of remorse, maybe it's like a... Uh, pity? Like, a, like I can't fuck with you, but there is pity in this. Like, yeah. I've lost that attra the attraction that I had the other night. That's gone. How, how so? Well, because... He 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 spoke to her such a gently in a gentle way mm -hmm. that she perceived his character to be the same, right? And to see what has happened to his father, she now places that on him, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I'm not the only beast in these woods." But how much does she know him in one evening? You know what I mean, right? And so maybe he takes the look in her face, like you said, right, as what he saw in his mother's face. Mm. When when people would go missing in the village. Yeah. And she's like, did you leave last night? And he was like, you know I sleep out back. I didn't do this. And she's just like, gives him that look like, I don't know if you're meaning to do this, but I think it's you. Although he's like. Telling I, him the truth. Yeah. Okay. He's like, because he's aware of himself. He doesn't go into a, a animalistic state. This is him. Right. Just like everybody has that switch to where I could ring somebody's fucking neck or be like, he cut me off. Go ahead. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's that, that switch. But for him, the reality is nobody's going to beat me. Right. So I have to keep that switch off because if I do lose my temper, I could rip your fucking neck out. Right. Like I, I, I would have eaten my father's heart while it was beating. If he had done that, it hit my mother. So he, he has that switch and he's willing to go there if he feels necessary Mm -hmm. But I'm thinking as he flees, um, 
as he flees this, this village to head towards, you know, wherever he's going, uh, he has to relinquish a lot of that uh, that restraint because people are on his tail. Right. And that's when he realizes that there is a bit of fun in, in letting that part of yourself out. And, you know, grabbing a man's uh, hair and ripping off his scalp and hearing him scream. You know, there is a bit of fun in that. Right. Because you came at me with this energy. I meet you with this energy. I have no remorse for that now. Right. And so he's he's building these, like, mental blockades of... he He's, like, uh, compartmentalizing what he's doing to people and and the fact that he's like, I wouldn't have had to do that had he not been chasing me. Right. I wouldn't have had to do that if he would have came... If he wouldn't have came to this barn, his own barn, at one in the morning because he heard wrestling from the goats, I wouldn't have had to rip his face off. I wouldn't have had to do that. Right. And that he he starts to dissociate as far as, like, that humanity part of him mm-hmm. the further he gets away from his home. Because nobody is greeting him with those open arms that his mother did, that, like, that first girl did. So what, where is he going after this? Uh, so he's, obviously he's left France by now. Yes, yes. And he's stowed away on a ship... Um, I'd say he kills one or two people, throws them over the boat, like eats what he can. The rest he throws over the boat and he's just a stowaway. And when he gets off the boat, that's when he meets the ringmaster or he, or he sees a passing show and he, and he's like, I could, I could run with that reality. Yeah. But well, give it, give it some more breath. How do you mean? You know what I mean? After the girl, you know, obviously you have to travel. If you're in France, you have to go through all the way to fucking Italy or Greece to catch a boat. You know what I mean? And he travels at night because, you know, his his features are unsettling yeah. in the daytime. And maybe he's had to kill a farmer or two just based on his livestock is ready and just in case that... I don't want to run into a human and they get caught in the crossfire. Mm-hmm. I ate this fucking sheep or something and I was shot in the back for it. And and it shows like little... Those, I, I like that idea of the, the eye glare. Yeah. And you hear like a body just being... You hear like ribs being cracked open. And the farmer comes in like, hey, hey. And all you see is eyes look at him. And then stand up and the shadow puts the farmer in darkness. Exactly. And he shoots with his double barrel shotgun twice right into that shadow. And it moves not one inch. He's it completely. Mm-hmm. And he is just like the life of, you know, uh, Sergio uh, Valhais. Like, like, and he took time. Like, he, he did, he does have remorse. For the people he's killing. Exactly. Because he has, like, not sobered up, but he's he's put all of his... He's come to ...animalistic terms. energy yes. into killing what is okay to kill. Yeah. He is no longer murdering, yeah. but he's admitting all of his, the, the atrocities he took to get to America. Yeah. And he frames it as, to, to you, this is murder, mm-hmm. but it, the 99% of the rest of the world, which is non-human... This, it, is, this is normal. Yes. This is just a way of life. 
No. Does, and, a, does a bison not defend himself from the wolf? Exactly. If you do not feed your dog and you die, does it not eat your body? The one that you love so much and let you that's let that you let sleep on the end of your bed. He will in an instant eat your body if he's gone and if if he perish. And You're, like midway through the show, he's talking about it and I think the women are infatuated with him now mm-hmm. because it's the mystery of it all. The voices it, it is, you know, you 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 just like you're like I can't see his face, but I want to know more. And, and exactly, I mean, maybe he breaks out into song a couple times, like a just a deep ass song. That, that he song. heard by a river, that, mm-hmm. uh, like from a woman washing her clothes. And that, that he that would just stuck with them. Yeah, and he chose to just sit there and and watch, not in lust, but yeah. in but in love with what is natural the participation in in moments that he never got growing up yeah exactly because he didn't get to be social people didn't want to fuck with him yeah outside of his mother outside of that woman he met in the woods and so um he gets he gets to the boat stows away kills a few people gets there uh gets to where gets to america or in america I say he lands in like New England, somewhere, some like one of the major ports. Okay, I and, like that. And he slinks off like in the middle of the night, you know. And th- there has to be a point, I'd say, where he wants to give in to that feeling, to run until he can't, you know, to to bathe in blood again, because when he did let himself go, he did feel free he felt like himself but then he realized what his mother taught him was was going against what he was becoming yeah um, maybe it's um the night after he landed in new england mm-hmm. and there was a, the biggest moon he's ever seen just shining right above him and he felt deep within every single beat of his heart that he wanted to just peel his clothes away and run and he does that, and he kills a few people that night. Exactly, and he takes their life. He didn't. He didn't necessarily mean to. He didn't set out to do with that. My apology will not, will never, be enough to bring back somebody's loved ones. But I cannot fight who I am. Just like you cannot fight the the morning sun, mm. or the rise of the moon. These are things in us that, you know, are just in us. Yeah, but many people, before they would even know what a, the day was, would sacrifice individuals just to bring just to bring the sun back into the sky. You know, not a man so foolish would do these things. Uh, won't would not have done these things, and I look at the moon just as they looked at the sun. And I've uh, I've lost my son. Mm. I've lost. I lost my guiding light. Yeah, I lost my moon. Yeah, the moon's I the lost, guiding and, light, and that's his mom. Exactly. Like I lost my moon, and and to roam this world in in darkness, you're you're going to find things in yourself that you can't avoid. And right then and there, he 
he floats back into darkness, even the deeper darkness, and brings out his violin and starts playing that, right? And he plays like this, this shit that his mom used to sing to him and stuff like that and just bringing tears to these women's eyes. And these guys are just like... Some of them are on end. A lot of, like, I'd say 60% of them are on end, 40%. 30% are, like, kind of just like, ah, oh, he's bullshitting, but... He does look like a big cat. Yeah. He does look big. Yeah. And, and, and one of the and the guys that entered the beginning. Oh, the, they're they're completely I'd say they're the they're the most into it. And so and that's what they follow. And yeah. we're receiving he's their he's, view. Yeah, he's looking at everybody else, but you can see that he's completely worried by what he's hearing. Yeah. And she's completely worried. And then I'm thinking at a certain point when he tells that story about getting off the ship and killing a few people that night. Um, he says a date or something, mm. and it catches somebody's ear, and they're like, "I was on that boat. Mm. People died. People died. Three people were were killed that night, and they found their skin thrown about, and body parts dismembered. And so, like, it kind of like rings true for somebody in the crowd, and then." As he sets him for the final piece of his story, he he goes into really deep poetic shit, but he's still telling you like the blood on my hands, you know, you don't wash off. I live with this every day, but I'm here to tell you that a monster can, you know, can be human. A monster can be something that you can accept if only you look past the exterior the that that blanket of skin that lays upon you. Yeah. If you can look past that, you can see that everybody just needs a chance to show that they can be seen in the light. And he's like, I I, I have committed atrocities. But I've also been witness to the atrocities of men. Yeah, that you do upon yourselves. And I do not fall short to what you do, but you also don't fall short of what I do. Mm. And so he kind of like throws it back at them. He's like, I've killed a few people, but what have you been doing? Exactly. And so like he he goes to end the show and then people are like, you're a fake, you're a fake. Mm -hmm. And he looks at them and you can see the glare in his eyes and dude shuts up. And then he's like, he makes like a hand motion and the ringmaster brings in a goat. And then he stands up, and you realize there's like a seven and a half foot man sitting in that chair. Yeah. And he just eviscerates this fucking goat in front of everybody, like ripping off the horn out of the skull kind of shit. Yeah. And in, in that appearance, when he stands up, he's shown who he really his is. His full body. His he's, full body. His his the suit that he's been tailored. Seven to eight times. And you can see the stitching has had a change yeah. in the shoulders as he's grown more. The shoulders, uh, his pants stop well eight inches above his ankles. His fingers are, uh, fingers damn near the size of a regular fucking palm. Yeah. Like a full length hand. Yeah. And you have those rusty, shitty nails. Like I've been digging in dirt. Mm-hmm. And you see that hair. He has a real, real... Decent sized beard leading into a full chest of hair 
He's yeah. covered up by a nice shirt, but then the hair peeks out uh, at the cufflings. And when he stands up, you realize that his uh, heel is almost like a dog at this point. Yeah. And it is, it is fucked up. Like he's up. on his tiptoes. Yes, yes. But he's got yeah. a really big foot. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it, it looks a bit unnatural because of how he moves. He moves like you're stepping on your tippy toes. Mm-hmm. He could step on his whole foot, but it's not as comfortable for him. Yeah. And um, and the ringleader, as he waves his hand, Francis waves his hand. He cuts it off. Yeah. The, the ringleader is just like, now, you know, for your entertainment, here is your proof to what you've heard tonight. And that's when he does it. Exactly. That's when he does it. And, and then maybe a hat's being passed around for even more money. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Because this is all greed. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's getting passed around. People are just dropping dollars in as this goat is just kind of hobbling up there and just like looking in, you know, ignorance and shit like that. It's like, bah. And you, you see his chest fall and rise and more intensely as the seconds go by and then once the hat is collected the ringmaster gives him a nod and he just like you said eviscerates his fucking goat before it could get two screams out his jugglers cut blood just hearing the lock the the unlocking of the vertebrae of the back being ripped apart exactly kind of shit yeah and blood's getting on the for a few women and like the whole whole this guy was sexy spurts yeah. it, it, it is done for yeah. now everybody's completely terrified but everybody leaves getting what they paid for yeah and it's completely like you you see this and you're like god damn this is not i am not watching this right now is this is this true like you can't even believe your own eyes at this and then the lights shine upon him just a, just a little bit more so you can see his blood-soaked beard and shit like that and his stained um, tuxedo of past blood mm-hmm. and new blood is now on there. And then he takes a bow. Takes a bow. And then as he takes a bow, everybody's already like filing out. And, like, you see a bit of loss in his eyes. That he showed himself his true self again. And when he showed himself, people ran. You can take the story. You can hear the story. I can tell you I killed you 27 people on the way here. But when you see me be myself, that's what makes you run. And so it's like that. He knows this is a part of his job. This is why. This is the only way he can, he can keep doing what he's doing. And not be, like, persecuted for it. I'm just a circus freak. Yeah. But there is that, like, bit of, like, I had all these people in my hand. And they they felt something for me. Mm. And then when I showed myself, they ran. Like, everybody has. And everybody will. Yeah. How does it end? That. Like that? They leave out of the, and then the ringmaster comes up to them. And you're just like, Francis, incredible job. Here's your cut. And just walks away. And he's staring at this bag of paper and fucking metal. And then he mm, just nothing. retreats right 
to the back of uh, the the stage, and then that's it. That's all you, and you see. see him like hunched down in the darkness, and then the glare of the eyes. Yeah, he looks looks back at it, the, and then that's it. Looks at the camera, yeah, almost like you're uh, somebody walking in. Yeah, like he looks at you quickly, like you trying to sneak up on me, nigga. Yeah, and then that's it. Finn. Absolutely. I have no idea what to call that. I don't know. That's a fucking amazing ass story, though. I think that was great. Thank you, Joseph. Yeah. That was great. But fucking... Man, that's a good fucking premise, bro. That might have to be... Uh, an, uh, one of those good old ones we actually made. <laughs> I know, right? Gonna have to turn this bitch up into a short story in, in a second. And that's good because um, that's a piece of both of our lives. Yeah. Women, w- women, seeing us for for uh, the better man that we feel we are, all of the whole shits. But also, when shit hits the fan, they don't fully believe that we are not the monsters that they think that they perceive us to be. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you, I did not do this thing. But you going on about it like it's fact, and you have no facts. And I and I know how I look, and I know what I've done. Yeah. So for me to. For you to see me in light and know what I'm capable of and then see your father rift apart, you're like, I did that. And I'm like, I didn't do that. I'm telling you there's, and yeah. he knows it's his mom, but he ain't finna, he ain't finna dime her out. Exactly. And she, that's what, all I can give you is there's many beasts in this forest and you know of that. So why are you raising your voice in such a manner and you know that I never lied to you. She was like, bro, we met two days ago. What are you talking about? And he's like, you're the only person I've talked to since my mother. Like, I I spoke to you honestly. And she's just like, I don't know what to tell you, but the town is looking for you. Yeah, you should leave. You should he's go. Like, but and if you haven't left, like, if you're telling the truth, then may the fucking the wind take you wherever you need to Carry go. Carry your feet. To but the if place. but if you're lying, you know what I mean. There's trackers out here looking for you. Yeah. And you you're not a hard man to track. Yeah, and because because I wanted her reaction to be that a stable reaction. You know what I mean. As to like it's just her and her dad. She's mm-hmm. seen death before. She hunts, you know what I mean? So she knows what things are capable of. But to be on an even keel, because she's seen it, this gigantic man and more or less fell in love with this gigantic man. Mm-hmm. And because he meets her mental standards, her intelligent standards, he can sing, he can do, complete my poems that I, you know what I mean? These sonnets that I know mm-hmm. in... I don't want to believe that he's a you know murderer, but my father's gone, and so. And there's, there may be other beasts in this forest, but. From what, from, what I've heard of the town, a monster will be killed, for this. Yeah, so you might want to leave now. You might want to go. So the nigga dips out on a train or some oh. shit, but I want him to. Tra- I want him to travel like. Far, like wide as fuck. And far than find himself in New York because if it was those, if that was the 1600s 
if that's so, I want him like over a hundred years of traveling. Yeah. And that and that's the thing. That's the one thing that I didn't touch on. Is oh that, yeah, that. obviously because this is a, a episodes and shit. Yeah. So when I'm just like yeah yada 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 anyway, you know what I mean? That's so years. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's hundred years. Yada yada is a hundred years. Because you were born in the 1600s. Yeah. And 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 he got there in the 1800s. Exactly. And uh, he's just he's just a big dude. He's had to hide. He's had to kill. Um, he does find joy in killing, though. There is that part of him. He just doesn't. Yeah, you can't stop the animal in you. Yeah, you're still an animal. Exactly. And uh, yeah, that's 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 it. Hey, good story, man. Thank you, man. Hey, good. You, you helped form that bitch. That shit got me fucking. Really, that's into. I always wanted to do like a standalone, like one room kind of thing. You know what I mean? A one room movie. Yeah, and this is it. This is it. Just one place, one area that you see and you hear him talking. And then if it's done as a play, all you see is talking. Mm-hmm. There's no flashbacks. All you see is just speech. It's and a monologue. Exactly. It's monologue. A, it's a, it's yes, a, what do you, exactly. Uh, one man, a one man show monologue. Yeah. But it's like the story and his voice capture you. Yeah. And then at the end of it, when the goat comes out, you realize everything you heard was true. You, actually, you don't believe that shit until it's, you see it. And you're like, and the whole audience is captivated. At first, they're just like murmurs. Of, It'd be even doper if like nobody leaves. Yeah, and they just st- stand there, just with stuck. blood on their bodies, and they're just like, oh, "Oh my god!" And then he bows, and then retreats into the darkness, and they see the glow in his eyes. Yeah, and then like, and then the ring leader, the ring leader asks her, "Hey, everybody, file out, you know, uh, one at a time, please." To your left, and watch out for the beast. Uh, for he can't, you know, like he, exactly. he's playing it up, but then at the end of it, he gives him money because he knows he is intelligent. Yeah, and he's the the person that's been bringing it in for the last past ten yeah. years. That beard lady's only getting us two dollars. Yeah, you know what I mean. But you literally, you're selling out every show, and people and you, are telling people about you. Yeah, and you got another show in an hour, so, and that's his life. Yes, telling people of your demons. Five times a day. Yeah, over and over. So you just—that's his hell. Is yeah, him just because he. But he chose this. He chose to put himself in this because he could have just been in the forest. Yeah, and, like he was with Mother Wolf. Yeah, Vermont is right there. There, Aaron. He, the he should give the wolf's mom a name or something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like a name that bitch. Like, <laughs> it should be it should be something uh, hey what if it is uh, not bitch but when he says that he refers to her as a bitch a female a female dog yes uh, it's, it's actually a f- any female you know any, any female mammal game. you know what I mean I thought it was just a rottweiler that was called a bitch no bi- foxes they're all coyotes bitches? they're bitches bro wow yeah that's what brings another fucking element. Well, I must have dated a few dogs because I know a few bitches. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not just Rottweilers or bitches. Um, all canines and shit. Yeah, something like, something like, uh, like a little bit resentful because of his predicament. Had I just died and withered away underneath my mother, I wouldn't have become this creature that I can't hold people. I can't engage and have a. 
I can't be loved for who I am. But that's the thing. He could be. But that's the thing, it's the fault in the human. Exactly. It's not his fault. It, but that's the whole point is that he's like, if I didn't have this, you know, body and this look, these people would take me at face value. No, despite, this, bro. What it, despite what I am at, like deep inside, because his father was accepted by the community. All these people that are ostracizing him were accepted by the community. Right. And because of his his look, he was pushed out. But, but just, just a parable, bro. Just like he was to to uh, Lindsay, until something happened, then you're believed as a monster. Until then, right? Until his father came home faded and drunk and went to his mom, then he was the abuser. Then he was when the you go around drinking in front of your family, Pat drinks too much. Until you show something that is not fact. Mm-hmm. It is for what they see in you. That's what forges that. You know and what it, I mean? And when he stood in, in his father's face and and said, I'll eat your heart. That's when he's a monster. And that's when he's a Protecting monster. Protecting his... And but then you look, he was doing that for his mom. Yeah. So it's not just because of what the fuck. It's the person thinking that. So I'm it's, putting it's my... I'm project, Exactly. I'm building, projecting. Building this story. You're projecting. That's... You know what I mean? That's all you do. You're, that's what the person does when another person is uncomfortable with what you're doing. You're, I'm projecting what the fuck I think you are right now. You're a fucking monster. You're an idiot. You're fucking this. You're that. You know what I mean? And he couldn't fight that. Yeah, because he literally can't shake his skin. Yeah. You know what I mean? So for him to be like, to have that like your fault thing, I wanted to be more so... Since he's a well-read man, he understands it. It's the it's the plight of the human condition to to be Absolute. fearful and project your own insecurities yeah. onto the next man. So he more we so fear what we don't understand. Exactly. So he more so blames a simple mind for where he is at, not the where the fuck you know what I mean. It's mm-hmm. a simple mind that got me where I am, because there's many people. There are many people that can go to war and kill. More bodies than I have ever dreamed of. And then, yeah. And then come back a hero. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's, I did nothing but keep myself breathing. Yeah. And it's what your feeble minds bring to this shit. You conjure As to monsters. understanding. You conjure monsters yeah, in your you brain. Yeah, you literally, in the Bible, you've conjured all of this. You've made all of this up. But for me to stand before you, you do not believe? Insane. Pure insanity. Man, we're going to do this. Matthew McConaughey, holla at a nigga. (laughs) 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 All right, baby, close it out, baby. That's a good fucking... We spread this bitch out to an hour, too. All right. uh, Thank you guys for joining us on the Haunted Minds Anthology. uh, Pat's joint. We got Joe's coming up. I know which one is coming. And whoo! (laughs) Keep the butthole tight. You feel me? Um, Again, thank you guys for joining us. like and share. Send it around the world. Tell your friends about it. Uh, you got any ideas that you guys want us to throw out this month? You get us with the email before the month ends. We will try to make it for you. Yeah, at the scrapbook. Oh, sorry, not at the scrapbook. The scrapbook podcast at gmail.com. Yes, sir. Just send us anything. Anything. Uh, we like. There's a lot of times that I come to Joe with one simple thing. And, uh, you know, we fucking figure it out within the evening. 
So send us some shit. Put your name on it so we can give you some credit and, and, and you know, shout you out. But thank you guys for joining us. We got some heat for y'all. Two drops coming out on Mondays and motherfucking Thursdays, yeah? Yes, sir. One or two. One or two, depending on, you know, how much fire we got. But some of these might be longer. Some yeah. of these might be like an hour long. Some of these might be 30 minutes long. So, you know, it's an anthology. Stick it with us. And uh, thank you for joining us. Keep it spooky. Let's get it. Don't stop being creative. We love you. Deuces. Deuces.